0: This is Hot 97 Street Soldiers, hosted by Lisa Evers.
1: I'm so glad you're joining us for this special episode of Street Soldiers. We are doing a town hall from the Bronx Works Pyramid Community Center here in the Bronx with NYCHA residents trying to get answers about problems that have plagued the community for years. But this winter, it took an even more urgent tone with people, thousands of people, without heat. Ongoing safety and health issues like lead, like mold, like repairs that are never done, safety conditions within the developments themselves. That's what we're talking about in the special town hall episode of Street Soldiers, and we've got an amazing panel to help us break it all down, and we're also gonna be talking with the residents themselves. So let me introduce our panel to you. Joining me is straight off a plane from Dubai, the one and only Ja Rule, hip-hop superstar Africa. And some of you may know, Ja Rule has been involved in the community, helping our urban youth for many years with Erica Ford's Life Camp programs and her anti-violence programs. So congratulations on all the community work that Thank you've been you, doing. Lisa. We
2: appreciate it. Thank you, Congratulations to you, too. Thank Everything you. you've been doing has been.
1: Thank great. you so much. Thank you. Also with us is Giancarlo Fernandez. He's with the organization Community Voices Heard. Yeah. He's a NYCHA resident himself in the Carver Houses, and so he's gonna talk about empowerment and and what tenants and residents can do for themselves. Giancarlo, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. And you may know our next guest, City Council Member Richie Torres from the 15th District here in the Bronx. He was formerly the chair of the NYCHA committee with the City Council, and now he is the chair of Oversight and Investigation. Hmm, who is he gonna investigate? (laughs) And also with us is Dr. Elisa English. She's a clinical therapist who's been working in our communities for many years on a, r- a variety of mental health issues. She works with many people in public housing. Dr. Elisa, thank you so much for being with us. <laughs> Richie, I wanna start with you on this. You are a prime example of somebody who grew up in public housing and is doing very, very well, but you have taken up the fight of people like your mother who still lives in the Throgsneck houses Give us a sense of where we are. Has it always been this bad or was this winter just one of those flukes and like they said, the old equipment just didn't hold up and people didn't have heat or hot water for weeks?
3: You know, it's been bad for a long time, but it's getting worse. And I'll tell you, I'm the youngest member of the city council and I'm one of the youngest elected officials in the city of New York. I'm living my dream and I would not be here but for public housing. So it's deeply personal to me. But the reality is the residents who are living in public housing are living a nightmare. Right? And keep in mind that NYCHA houses seven hundred thousand people. Right? There are half a million people who live in public housing, two hundred thousand residents who live in section who depend on Section Eight. It houses a population the size of Boston. Right? NYCHA is the forgotten city within the tale of two cities that is New York City. And it's been savagely starved of funding at every level of government. It has $25 billion worth of unmet capital needs. So in order to bring public housing to a livable state, you would have to invest $25 billion. And so the state of public housing is demolition by neglect. Right? NYCHA, as we know it, is dying a slow death. But we can do more, and we can do better.
1: And we're going to talk about right. that and I want to point out at this point that we did invite NYCHA we've had them on the show in the past representatives and we've also had comments from them in the past they declined to send a representative to this program to meet with residents directly as all of you are uh, for this particular episode Giancarlo tell us what this winter has been like for you and your mother
2: yeah I can tell you specifically that we've spent many weekends without heat Um, My mother has a condition that is definitely aggravated by being exposed to cold. We also have mold in our apartment. I've been to the emergency room with her many times. So the problems that we're discussing tonight are very real for me. So now I'm working with Community Voices Heard to actually make changes to the community. We're demanding funding. And one of the worst parts about dealing with these conditions is that you end up feeling like when you cry out, you're ignored, like your life is worthless. Community Voices Heard was founded by women of color, and it's now given us a platform to be at the table, and I'm at the table.
1: All right, Dr. Lisa English, what kind of effect does it have on people when they feel as if their voice is not heard?
4: It's demoralizing, it causes depression, it causes stress. The fact that people are dealing with not having their basic needs met they feel like no one's listening to them, that's like moral injury. Like I'm asking someone to help me and no one is helping me. We have a responsibility as a society to help those who are vulnerable. And when you have people living in substandard conditions, people who aren't getting the basic needs met, then we hold a responsibility for the decompensation of their mental wellness.
1: All right, ja Rule, as a as a hip hop artist, as an actor, Why do you feel it's so important for hip hop to be involved in this particular issue? And thank you for taking time. I mean, you know,
0: speaking from hip hop standpoint, we come from this, you know, we come from the bottom. I was raised public housing. You know, my mom works two, three jobs to try to feed us. And, you know, I'm, I'm really upset at the fact that we're even all here right now, talking about heat. Something so simple. And, and, and I mean, it's a, it's a human right to have the heat in your building that you live in. I mean, we talk about politics, right? We talk about the trickle-down effect. Well, I think we're seeing the trickle-down effect right now. The trickle-down effect is the person at the top has shown that for many, many years, we know this, we've all known this, but now he's saying it and showing it to us every day. The country does not care about black and brown people. They do not care about minorities. We, they do not respect us. And until we start showing them that our dollars are just as powerful as any other people's dollar, they're going to keep disrespecting us and not giving us the respect we need. I mean, this is a simple human Right. We're talking about heat. We're not talking about It's heat in a building that that the government should fix immediately. Like we're talking I thought this was like going on for this winter we were talking about. Going it's winter. been going on since I was a kid. You understand know so yeah,
1: Exactly. If people are still cooking uh, putting uh, pots of water on their stove. Yo, know, this and is unacceptable
0: on a lot a lot a lot of levels. And I just want to say that I, you know I have been in the fight, but I haven't been in the fight enough and it's, and, it's, and as much as I should be and I'm vowing that to this day that i'm going to be in the communities and i'm going to work with the communities and with Lisa, All right. All right. and 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 with the councilman and the doctor and and because that's right, because we'll our voices, voices need to be heard.
1: And we're going we're gonna to hear the community voices, too. Richie, quickly, though, to be fair, this is not a problem that happened overnight. We had eight years of the Obama administration. Was something done? Did something just happen in the last year, or has this just been a systemic decline of, of funding?
3: Look, I think the first instinct is to blame everything on Donald Trump, but the problem is deeper than one presidency, and I think Ja Rule hit the nail on the head, this is about racism. Right, that's what, it's the neglect of black and brown people in public housing. We are the wealthiest city in the wealthiest nation. We have an $84 billion budget in New York City, a $160 billion budget in New York State. Am I right, Senator Hamilton? $4 trillion budget in the United States. The resources are there, the capacity to save public housing is there. What we're lacking is political will. Right? The decline of public housing, the fact that residents have no heat and hot water. I have residents who leave their oven on, risking exposure from carbon monoxide, who have to rely on space heaters, which is a known fire hazard, right? It is a choice that we have made as a society to allow black and brown lives to languish and suffer in public housing. That's not an inevitability in the wealthiest country in the world.
1: All right, this is Street Soldiers, special town hall from the Bronx Works Pyramid Community Center. We'll be right back after this. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, this
5: your boy Rolling Stone P. And make sure y'all check out the Street Soldiers with the beautiful Lisa Evers.
1: Welcome back to this special episode of Street Soldiers, at town hall from the Bronx Works Pyramid Community Center, talking about NYCHA. No heat, no hot water, and no respect for residents. Are there solutions? Can it get better? What is the real root of the problem? That's what we're talking about with our panel. Joining me is Jarul, hip hop superstar and actor. He's also been a community volunteer for many years with Erica Ford's Life Camp, working with urban youth to give them a second chance. Jarul, great to have you with us. Thank you. Also with us is Giancarlo Fernandez. He is with the group Community Voices Heard and a resident of the Carver Houses. Also joining us is City Council Member Richie Torres. He represents the 15th District here in the Bronx. He is now the chair of the Oversight and Investigations Committee of the New York City Council. Richie, great to have you with us. Also with us is Dr. Elisa English. She's a clinical therapist, and she works with many people in public housing on a variety of issues. Dr. Elisa, great to have you with us. Dr. Elisa, let me ask you, some of these stories that I've done for Fox 5 News and for Street Soldiers that we've covered on the show, people are showing tremendous resilience, Under extreme conditions, but it's almost as if you never know what that next day is going to bring We have one resident in the audience who was here with us Christmas Day. She spent uh, Getting flooded sewage that had flooded her apartment with her sick father out of the apartment Herself and it still has not been properly cleaned It has affected her health affected her father's health
4: What does that constant uncertainty do to somebody you lose hope? And it's not up to society to take away the hope of its citizens. Uh, The fact of the matter is that when you are living under these kinds of circumstances, you are living in trauma. And it's not okay to normalize trauma. And so when people are, you know, boiling water, I know my family did it, Jah. you know, we get it. The fact of the matter is my family normalized trauma. This is the way they coped. They decided that we're gonna boil water, but yeah, one of us, one of the children, could've easily pulled that pot right onto it, you know, hurt us, ourselves. you know, so it's important for us to not normalize trauma. And people who are affected by this are being traumatized and society has a, needs to respond to that. It's not good, it's not healthy, it's very unhealthy. Richie. You you talk about the real
1: root of this is racism because it's black and brown people. Explain that for people who might not understand that or think you're just pulling the R word out of the hat.
3: I mean, think about it. If if a private landlord were to do to their residents what NYCHA and the elected officials have done to the residents of public housing, those private landlords would be in prison. That's that's a fact. you know you extended an invite to the leadership of NYCHA I, I feel it's a real expression of contempt for the residents that the leadership of NYCHA did not have the decency to show up to this town hall
1: well, but the, the
3: chairperson should be here and speak directly see we're going to hold a hearing next week NYCHA has no choice but to show up to my hearings because I have subpoena power but the residents in public housing have no subpoena power the residents of public housing have no donors no lobbyists no independent expenditures and so there's no incentive for the leaders of Nitra, for the leaders in elected office, to give the residents of public housing the respect they deserve.
1: John Carlo, talk with us about the, res- the, the feeling of disrespect, how it manifests in just day-to-day things. Because people have told us stories of this boiling the water on the stove, but you can't go to sleep like that. You open the oven, then you have to worry about things catching on, you know, catching on fire. I mean, it's been like that for, for 20 and 30
2: years. Yeah, and The truth is that that's the way I grew up. You know, I have seen, my, my mother put the oven on just so that we can feel warm again and these are very real life-threatening situations that we're dealing with and when we cry out to our elected officials we're met with nothing when we tell NYCHA that funds are being mismanaged we're met with silence we're ignored so Community Voices Heard is demanding that the mayor put forth $2 billion from the city budget to replace the boilers this year. You know, he's announced something like $200 million. it's a drop in the bucket when you realize that over 60,000 New Yorkers are going to bed with freezing cold apartments, outside is the same as the inside, that's not the way people should live.
1: when we see, uh Tragedies happen in other places. We saw the hurricane in Houston. Everybody came forward for that. What happened in Puerto Rico, the tragedy and the devastation in Puerto Rico. We all were involved in in drives for that. There was a a tremendous humanitarian effort and also sensitivity to the suffering of people. Why do you think we've become, as a society, desensitized to what's happening to our own brothers and sisters, our own fellow citizens, and our own neighbors who are, are going through these circumstances and paying for it? Because if you don't pay your rent, I think they come after you pretty fast. I mean,
0: the main reason is because it's not national news coverage here in the Bronx. I mean, you asked the question about, you know, pulling the race card, and um, I hate that. You know, I hate when people pull the race card because, you know, it's a real thing. And to that, I would say, we're not having these town hall meetings in Bergen County. We're having them here in the Bronx. We're having them in Queens. And we're having them in Brooklyn. We're having them in the hoods, in the ghettos, the poor sections of the country. We're not going to the rich neighborhoods. When I, I happen to live in a nice neighborhood and the town hall meetings that they're having over there, they're about fixing the, 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 the little uh, road that got messed up pothole during the winter time. And there's like three of them, and they're beefing because they're like, yo, I'm going to mess up my Bentley. We ain't fighting for that over here. But we fighting not- for heat. We fighting for, for for real causes. People, I mean, I just really, it, it really bothers me to, to to fathom that we are in 2018, and we have to have these type of meetings. We still are marching you know, for things that should be basic human rights, things that should be given to every human being. Not just white people, not just black people, everybody. Human rights. Human, human rights. rights. Like, I'm, I have to teach my kids about how to act when they're outside if they get pulled over by police officers right. and things of that nature. I shouldn't have to do that in 2018. And, and that's the problem. Like I said, it starts way at the top. They don't care about our people they don't respect our people they don't respect our neighborhoods they don't respect our message and so i think the message has to be sent a little a little differently i i don't know what the answer is what the solution is and how we fix these things and how we make them more important to them but i i don't know if 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 this actually does it I know it's, it's, it helps it's a start it's gonna bring awareness to what we are doing. we got to keep the spotlight on, spotlight
4: on it going on. but we got
0: to figure out how to make the light brighter
4: to the next to the next level dr. Lisa it's about mobilization and activism but I think in addition to racism it's also classism Absolutely. I mean it's the fact that you know we represent to them we don't it's not about black or white it's it's about green and then, Absolutely. you know, as it relates to, like, are we really their constituents? Is this something that we bring that they need? Are they really impressed by our collective, you know, um, our the, the collective wealth that we actually have as, as a people? No, they're not really looking that, at that. Is there is there is there
1: political muscle that has to be flexed more? Because I'm surprised that the mayor, we reached, that out to the to mayor we reached out to Mayor De Blasio as well, who. Had this announcement about this two, another 200 million dollars, 200 million dollars, for boilers and for heating equipment, is that going to well, make everyone, a difference, or well, is that going to be voted like, him
4: back in, right? So he, this is his second term, De Blasio, right? Richie, it, it, uh, so, right? So, is okay. it or is it not? Okay. So Richie, then, what about that? Is it? Is it? What about I Dr. Mean, Lisa's
1: point? Is it? Is it because he doesn't have to run for reelection again? He doesn't have to worry about all these resident councils turning out to vote? Is it? You know, is he making the announcement and those boilers, we're not going to see those for like five years till they figure out what company they're going to hire? Help us understand the political process The
3: the mayor is quick to point out that he has spent more dollars on public housing than the mayors before him. That's true. He's He's quick to point out that he spent more on public housing than the governor. That's true. But the fact that you've done more than the mayors before you does not mean you're doing enough. It does not mean that you're doing as much as you can do And the truth is that NYCHA has billions of dollars worth of capital needs. Mm -hmm. And we should be, because if we don't invest now, the situation will only get worse. We're going to have more tenants without heat and hot water every winter season. And we can't afford to stand by passively while our residents are suffering.
1: And don't even get me started on what we saw in some of the developments where there's no access for disabled people.
4: But there's money for more shelters though. I mean, and, I'm and, just, and just saying. And just a quick... So you, so you stuff. just add to the trauma.
3: There's also... <laughs> so the mayor has a housing plan. Private affordable housing is receiving more than $40 billion. Mm-hmm. Public housing is receiving $2 billion over 10 years. Yes. The difference is that the private developers mm-hmm, the who are largely case. creating the housing mm-hmm. plan could care less about public housing.
1: All right, on that note, we're taking a break. This is Street Soldiers, our special town hall from the Bronx Works Pyramid Community Center. NYCHA, NYCHA in crisis, but really it's the residents who are in crisis, and it's NYCHA who isn't showing up to talk with the residents. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this.
0: Yo, Safari checking in live, and you know that outside is cold weather. Nobody else do it better, and she don't do cheap leather. That's why I'm here rocking with Lisa Evers. Street!
1: Welcome back to Street Soldiers. This is a special town hall episode on NYCHA with the residents of NYCHA and our communities right here from the Bronx Works Pyramid Community Center. I'm your host Lisa Evers. Let me introduce our panel and then I'm going to take some questions and comments from our special invited guests as well as our audience members. Joining us is hip-hop superstar and actor Ja Rule. He's also been a volunteer for many years in the community with uh, Erica Ford's Life Camp working with urban youth. John, great to have you with us. We appreciate it. Also with us is Giancarlo Fernandez. He's a, one of the resident leaders with Community Voices Heard and a resident himself of the Carver Houses. Giancarlo, thanks for being with us. Also with us is city council member Richie Torres. He represents the 15th district here in the Bronx. And he is also the chair of the Oversight and Investigation Committee of the city council. Richie, thanks for being with us. Also with us is Dr. Elisa English. She's a clinical therapist and works with many residents in public housing. Dr. Elisa, great to have you. Let's talk a little bit about the lead issue because Richie, um, as your pre- in your previous post as chair of the Public Housing Committee, you did a, a hear- hearings, a lot of it had to do with lead. How serious a problem is that in public housing?
3: I mean, there are 50,000 apartments in public housing at a minimum, 50,000 apartments either known or presumed to have lead paint. And about 4,200 of those apartments have children under the age of six, who are the most vulnerable. And I asked the chairperson in December of 2017, were those apartments inspected by a certified professional? And the chairperson said yes, but a subsequent investigation found that that was false testimony.
1: Meaning she lied.
3: Meaning she did not tell the truth. Whether she, <laughs> I no, I, she claims, hold on, she, she claims, <laughs> that she did not know, but whether it's deception or incompetence, it's inexcusable and we need new leadership at the New York City Housing Authority. Either
1: way, way, Senator Senator Jesse Hamilton, this is uh, State Senator Jesse Hamilton. You introduced a bill about lead because it's very damaging to children, can cause brain damage, can cause lifelong consequences for them and really totally change the trajectory of their life and their future. Tell us briefly about that.
6: Well, the new bill that we're introducing is making sure that every child in New York State get tested for lead before the age of six. And part of the lead paint poisoning that's happening right now, it's happening by design, because NYCHA fired 52 paint inspectors for lead in public housing. So we're trying to also make sure we get kids tested. Uh, A lot of times you don't know you have it, and a young child, developmental, as far as their brain capacity can be damaged, and we want to make sure that we get the word out, get tested for your child if you live in public housing. Even if not in public housing, it's still an issue, because we're second highest to Flint, Michigan, as far as lead poisoning of children in New York City right now. Do you think
1: this is a scandal almost brewing with the potential to be our Flint, Michigan?
6: I think it is. I think it is, we're going to see it, because most of the housing in NYCHA was built around the 1960s, and we just paint over the, the lead paint, we paint over it, and not put the money into it as far as removing it. And that's why I think they lied uh, to the councilman, to the council, and it's, it's like I said, it's a, it's a form of discrimination uh, for people who live in NYCHA. People in NYCHA are hardworking people. And, uh, and we as, a, as a, 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 a folks, of a people of color, we have so much buying potential. And if we just told people, like, look, we need to be treated with respect, all right? Or we won't shop in a particular shopping store. We won't go to a particular place to spend our dollars. Because we have the capital. We have the money. It's a matter of us coming together and saying, tell, tell the mayor, we can build affordable. We know we can build affordable. And they keep saying that they can't build affordable housing. but that's, that's a lie. And so we need to get the word out to say we can do what we have to do for our people.
1: All right. Any Anybody from the panel want to comment on that? OK. Uh, Ms. Monique Johnson, please stand up. She is the president of the Throgs Neck Resident Council, We got to know each other very well this month. I want to say that. So, hopefully, it'll be under good circumstances. But you've been, you've been going through it. You've been yes. getting calls. Night, We've yeah. been calling me, getting texts, and tell us about that.
7: So I was at the hearing when Shola lied. She lied then, and she's still lying. And once I left the hearing, I took the information to my senator, Jeff Klein. And he agreed. We knocked on hundreds of apartments in Throsneck Houses. And he has agreed to make sure that all of the kids in Throsneck Houses are being tested. He partnered with a medical facility. He provided transportation to and from the clinic. And he's also branching out to other developments but the interesting thing that we found out when we knocked on these apartments is that NYCHA did not tell any of the residents that their apartments tested positive. What they told them, what they told them was that, oh, we want to test for lead. And after they did the testing, when the apartment tested positive, they said, oh, we're gonna come back and we're gonna paint your whole apartment. So now they're doing you a favor. They don't come to do repairs, but they're gonna come and paint your
1: apartment. So- So that made you a little suspicious that all of a sudden you're getting a renovation there.
7: Yes, but I need more of the residents to rise up, stand up, and ask questions. No one can come to your apartment and demand to do work without an explanation. You need to stand up for yourself. And if you're not sure, reach out to your resident leaders and reach out to your local politicians. All right. Giancarlo. Also, I would
2: suggest, reach out to community voices heard because there is power within the residents. You know, this isn't just a question of receiving funding. No one knows what's going on in these apartments better than the residents. So when we're talking about receiving funding, we also need to have a resident oversight council that can actually review how this money is getting spent, that can actually make sure that the life well, threatening that, your, your conditions reason, are taken care of. John Carlos, that was my question, is like we, we hear millions here,
1: billions there, these big, yeah. big numbers with a lot of commas and zeros, Richie, and, yeah. and does it really make a difference? Do we know if it's gonna go to where people can benefit from it?
3: Look, money is not enough. You need the right management. Right, we have to ensure, and then we have $200 million in boilers. Are we going to ensure that we're going to spend those dollars immediately so that the residents have the boilers by the next heating season? And then once those boilers are in place, is NYCHA going to maintain them in order to prevent them from breaking down? So I have my doubts.
8: All right, and say your first name and where you're from. Um, My name is Esther DeVore. I'm with Community Voices Heard. I am an active member in the community. I have been to all NYCHA's. um, developments due to the fact I've been in participatory budgeting. I've went to some where they had meetings talking about the um the mold in the building. They was getting people that is not licensed from no unions. They gave out kits so they can test the mold in the apartment. They was going around to people with um workers from NYCHA to paint the apartments to cover it up. All they doing is dressing up the issue and the issue is still there. Okay, well let's talk, let's let me come back to Ja Rule's point about how do you
1: get attention for these things and, and get some kind of leverage. Uh, could I ask a question?
0: How so uh, how were the people testing for lead?
8: They gave a little kit. I was in Taino you know, Towers at the big meeting, and they gave a little kit and they told you to put it um, in in your bathroom, any area, and when if it turned um, red or if it turns um, um, white, whatever, you let them know. And wait, people did it, and guess what? They came in, I've seen it, they painted over it, they even cut out that area, and they painted and told them that um, these are licensed um, inspectors, which there wasn't. Okay, well we're talking, and there's many many health issues that concern NYCHA residents. There's mushrooms. They had mushrooms in their apartment because they thought that mushrooms growing out the walls in their bathroom. I'm serious. I went to 505, um, 120th, 123rd Street and 2nd Avenue because I wanted to to, to give out information. The smell in there from the sewer was so bad that I, I couldn't even stay in there.
1: Okay. Let me let me get to some other other issues. First, let me just see a show of hands of people in the audience who feel that they have personally had health issues because of conditions in their NYCHA apartment, or have family members who have had health issues uh, due to, c- to conditions in the apartment. So that that's a, that's a lot of people. Danielle, could you stand up for a second, please? Okay. If, if Danielle looks familiar to you, she's the mother of baby Caden in the Patterson houses. At two months old, baby Caden was hospitalized in the NICU because he had pneumonia, and and how is the baby doing, your son doing
9: right now? The baby is doing absolutely fine. Um, Still going through, thank you. Still going through a couple of tests due to... um, 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 The kidneys? The kidneys, he has bacteria on his kidneys right now, so we're going through a couple of tests. Um, Yeah, so that's what I'm dealing with now, very stressful. He's he's out
1: of the hospital
9: right now? He's definitely out of the hospital. We stayed uh, four days in the hospital um, with the pneumonia, and then we found out that he had some extra stuff going on with him. Um, we're not sure if it's going hand-in-hand with the pneumonia, but he didn't have it before. So,
1: yeah. And what, what makes you believe that he got that from the, the fact there was no heat in Patterson since before Christmas? Well, let's just start how we, you know,
9: bundled him up and uh, in the cold um, apartment for a couple of days amongst my other children that's there. How I had to keep them out of school because no hot water or no heat in the, in the apartment and uh, amongst some other things that's going on with the apartment. Too. All right, well, we're going to continue to pray for baby kaden and for your other kids. And the heat did come back on. And the heat did come back on the next day after we had an interview. <laughs>
2: We're going to continue to to pray for your family, Pamela, Let me let me ask you, Jarrell. What do you think about that?
0: I want to say this because, you know, the government in our country, unfortunately, they only understand one thing, money. Mm -hmm. So you got to hit them in their pocket too. So my, I I don't know. Do you have any lawyers here? Because what I would what I would say to do (laughs) is everybody get these tests. who's ever having these issues, get your test kits, test your apartments for lead, go to the doctor, see if you have any health issues from this lead, and start a class action lawsuit and sue the, you know what I'm saying, out of these people. Because y'all shouldn't be going through this. I'm getting sued right now for like $100 million for something that's way less than what y'all are going through. Trust me, y'all should be absolutely Putting your voices to 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 class, work class and, and hitting too. their pockets in a class action lawsuit.
4: What do you think about that, Because When you think about no, he's just absolutely right because when you think about lead and you think about the correlation between that illness and um, ADHD, I mean, you know, many Black and Brown children suffer from ADHD more than any other children. So, can is there a correlation between exposure to so many environmental, you know, hazards. It, perhaps. If I
2: can just go back to this woman's Real, real quickly, John Carl. Yeah, for a second. It speaks to why it's insulting to hear a $200 million offer to a $2 billion problem. Her story's real. This is something she's living with. And what's the answer? A tenth of what we need to correct the problem. It's unacceptable.
1: All right, this is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. A special episode at Town Hall from Bronx Works Pyramid Community Center here in the Bronx about NYCHA, without NYCHA. We invited them, but they didn't show up. And uh, But many residents did, and, and more than a dozen, two dozen developments, uh, re- residents from more than two dozen developments are here with us speaking about the conditions and what they're going through. We'll be back right after this.
8: Yeah, Yo, you already know what it is, man. This is B.I.G. Sean, and this is the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people only on Hot 97.
1: Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. This is a special episode of Street Soldiers at Town Hall from Bronx Works Pyramid Community Center, and we have an amazing panel an amazing audience to discuss the issues surrounding NYCHA, NYCHA's unresponsiveness to residents, and also what needs to be done to improve the quality of life so people are not getting sick and can live the lives that they deserve and, in fact, that they're paying for with their monthly rent. Joining us, uh, Hip Hop superstar Ja Rule. He's also an actor and he's worked with Erica Ford's Life Camp helping urban youth for many years. Ja, great to have you with us. Also with us is Giancarlo Fernandez. He's a resident of Carver Houses and he's also with the group Community Voices Heard. Giancarlo, great to have you. Also with us is city council member Richie Torres. He grew up in public housing. His mother still lives there. He represents the 15th district here in the Bronx. And he is the new chairperson of the Oversight and Investigation Committee in the city council. I'm kind of excited about that. Thank you for being with us.
3: Yeah, nice. Nice is not that excited. But.
1: Also with us is Dr. Elisa English. She's a clinical therapist who works with many people who live in public housing, helping them to live better lives despite the conditions that they may have encountered growing up. Dr. Elisa, great to have you with us. And you know I got to say it again, not with us is Mayor de Blasio. We requested him or a representative from his office, and also not with us is anybody from NYCHA. We requested a representative from NYCHA to be here, and they did not send anyone. But we are going ahead with our town hall and and getting voices heard as much as possible. Richie, let me ask you about the uh, Ja Rule's idea of a class action lawsuit. What do you say to that?
3: I agree. I mean, we had the Campaign for Fiscal Equity, where you had parents sue the state for defunding public education. The residents of public housing should sue the city, the state, and the federal government for disinvesting from public housing because the government is the worst slumlord in the United States. And then one more thing: say if that you again, want, please. If you, I'm sorry. You say no, it again. The government. The, the government is the worst slumlord in in the city, state, and federal government. And also, if you want to run the housing authority, you probably should live there so that you get a glimpse Whoa, of the slum. Yes.
1: <laughs> All right. And I have okay. a sense. Kind of like if you run the MTA, you should take the subway or I the bus, so. right? I think so. What do you think, Ja Rule, about that idea? The chairman of the NYCHA should live in NYCHA. Well, okay. I agree. All right, and some other, some other solutions. Dr. Lenore Filani, you have collected thousands of signatures. Stand up, please, and just tell us real quick. I'll hold it.
4: Thank you. Hi, everybody. We've, I've organized people who live in housing and also decent people outside of housing. We've collected over 20,000 signatures in response to this situation. And I just wanna say that in order to change something, when you're being destroyed, you have to stand up and fight. That you have to go up against these people, you have to make it clear that you're not gonna sit back, shrink, and allow them to destroy your lives and the lives of your kids. So we need to fight. That's how we did everything that we did. That's what Dr. King taught us. And if we don't, they will bury everybody who lives in housing so i'm honored to be here and we should kick
8: some
1: all right thank you very much uh, michael blake stand up please and and, and tell everybody uh, assembly member michael blake here from the bronx what can you offer to people as solutions or ways to move forward so we're not having the same town hall six months from now or next year
10: well, well, we know too often that when people live in public housing and on um, particular zip codes, they don't get the respect that we deserve. And your block should not block your blessing. Your zip code should not deny your destiny. That's what we always say. So, to Jaru and others, there is a group that is in the process of working on a class action suit right now. Uh, if you want to engage with individuals, Housing Rights Initiative, Aaron Carr, they've been doing incredible work. Engage with us. We're on the Housing Committee. This is our district. We've worked with many people in this room, Danny Barber and Cheney and so many others, and we're sick and tired of seeing this disrespect that happened in our communities. I went over to Caldwell, I went over to Eagle, and you see repeatedly boilers not being replaced, mold that's coming down, leak that repeatedly happening. But we know if we were in a different zip code, things would be different. And so what we're saying very clearly is number one, more money has to come from the city, the state, and the Fed. The reality is we can't allow this to continue. Number two, Councilman Richard Torres mentioned this. The campaign for fiscal equity has impacted us. We're owed more money than any district in New York City for public school funding. It is unconscionable, it's unacceptable. We're clear about that. Number three, we need for you to stand up and move with us and march with us. 50 years ago, Dr. King was talking about the Poor People's Campaign. 50 years later, we're still talking about poverty. And so we want you to join with us. So come over to our office, 780 Concord's Village West. We want people to sign up with us. If you wanna find out how to get involved in the class action, other entities, housing rights initiative, other entities are ready to do that. We need you to stand up with us right now and we're grateful for you raising the voices. We are sick and tired. We're not gonna take it any longer.
1: All right, thank you very much, thank you very much. You wanna say something on that? Richie, okay. All right, let me get, let me get a couple of... Ms. Bernadine, you want to say a few words to people here about what you've been going through? Can you stand up for a minute here? You okay? All right.
5: Uh, my name is Bernadine Morris. I live in Claremont Franklin Houses. I don't even remember the last time we had heat. Damn. Where I live at, there's 75 units. Can you imagine getting up to go to the kitchen to get a glass of water and stepping down and everybody that lives in that complex feces. I have feces coming out of my tub, out of the toilet, or through my house. Not one time, not two times. I'm talking about numerous times. And nobody has repaired that pipe in this basement as of yet.
1: Bernadine, NYCHA told us, and thank you for allowing us to, to show what you were going through inside your apartment with your father, your elderly father, who you take care of, who's 94 years old, yes. and how the, the flooding, the sewage flooding, ruined your wood floors that you put in at your own expense and everything like that. And the, NYCHA tells us that the heat is back on in Claremont and that everything is, is lovely over there. Not true. Not true. You mean they lied? They, they lied.
5: They haven't even... The feces, I had to clean myself. My neighbor came and helped. When they came, they came about 11 o'clock that night. But under my towels, all of it's there. I went to the hospital the other day because I kept throwing up because of the odor. The doctor said that I had ruptured my uh, pancreas from vomiting over and over and over and w- nobody has came to my house as yet and cleaned that up nobody from housing
1: all right it looks like we're going to have to come back and visit you come back to claremont parkway because you. you're the one one development that didn't get any results after we none none at okay. all all right we're coming back thank you All right, thank you so much. All right, what about, let's talk about, Richie, let me ask you about this, because one of the issues too that we heard that I I became very familiar with that our our whole Fox 5 newsroom and our our Hot 97 Street soldiers and Hot 97 staff became familiar with is this whole issue of the complaining, is that people would call up, make a ticket, which, which is called a job, for the people who are watching who don't know, you make a complaint, they give you a ticket number, and then supposedly the ticket is resolved and now they have that little My NYCHA app and everything's supposed to be modernized and a lot of people were showing us tickets that had been closed like minutes after they had been issued that number for a repair. Nothing was done.
3: There's a double standard. So normally when you have a complaint relating to city services, you could call 311. 311 refuses to take complaints about public housing you have to go through the centralized call center, which is controlled by NYCHA. And then if you want to-
1: Explain why that's significant, why people, why they have to go through this separate number.
3: Because there's no, the system is controlled by NYCHA. There's no independent system for submitting complaints about conditions in public housing. Or if you want to know the conditions of an apartment, you go to HPD's website and look it up. That's not true of public housing. You cannot look up conditions in public housing on, on HPD's website. So there is a double standard. And then NYCHA has a pattern of closing complaints without actually solving them. And yeah, that's the problem. Where's that's what we NYCHA saw. Right, located? So
1: Danny Barber here is the head of- uh, Where's uh,
3: NYCHA's office building now? 250, 250, 250 Broadway. We going down to NYCHA. Yeah.
0: All right. Well I'm, No, Lisa, I'm dead serious. I'm about to organize a march. We going down to Do NYCHA it. and let's let our voices be heard right, at there NYCHA. We there we go, all right. And yo, and I'm going to lend my time and I'm going to go with y'all. And I'm gonna lead it with y'all. We're gonna go down there. We going we are gonna let you know we got a few issues up here in the Bronx. That's for sure. So, yo, I wanna I wanna Drew, let me know. John, now, just, I'm just letting you know. I gotta know when to get my schedule with the day we available to go you, down to NYCHA. You know gonna, we're gonna, go gonna down hold down you night.
1: to that. We will this.
0: We oh, we you know know gonna we're gonna go down, gonna down to, to nightcha. Night
1: we know we okay, let me get, they let me come get to us, We're gonna go down to night. All right, here. okay, I like that. All right. I love
0: this talking about solutions. Okay. So it'll be kind of like a town hall marching. We'll, we'll be we there, there. Okay. Doctor, you right. coming with me? We going tonight. You coming? We going tonight, yeah. okay. Y'all coming with me tonight, yeah? Okay. We going down tonight. Yeah. Next all right,
1: Danny Barber, uh, you're the head of all the resident councils, is that correct?
11: My name is Daniel Barber, and I am the citywide council a president's chair. I'm the district chair for the South Bronx, where you guys are sitting tonight. And I'm the president of the Andrew Jackson Houses.
1: That's a, that's a lot of writing on a business card.
11: <laughs> ja Rule, to the panel, thank you for coming. No doubt. Um, I just hung up the phone with Erica. Her and Keppra is about to go out of, out of town to do some work. And yeah, no in the South Bronx, we started Life Camp SBX. No doubt. Right. Oh, so okay. thank you to Community Voices Heard, no. Richie I take my hat off to you for being one of the elected officials like Michael Blake who doesn't bite his tongue and will stand up and will call an ace a ace and a spade a spade. The cheerwoman for NYCHA needs to be replaced and if the mayor doesn't want to replace her we need to replace the mayor. Doctor thank you for all the work you do in public housing. To answer your question about the tickets if a boiler goes... Oh, I forgot about that. If no. a boiler goes down If the boiler goes down and the heating plant technician, the HPT goes out and they put the boiler back in service, the apartments where you might have the 122 tickets, none of the apartments go get checked unless they get an email from somebody like me to say go check those apartments. So not to sugarcoat anything, they should have been here to defend themselves. Absolutely. They can play catch up later. Well,
1: if they won't come to us, we may, to 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 no we may have to go to them. We may have to go to them. Danny, thank you so much. I'm, I'm almost
11: I'm with. Time. I'm with you, Ja.
1: Let's go, baby. All right. What's your number right after this. We going to them. I'm looking we're at my play. boss right now. We're, we're, we're holding everybody to that. That'll be a great show on wheels. I want to bring up Project Heat. If you guys would mind coming all the way up here, because we're talking about a lot of problems And we're talking about a lot of issues, but also there are a lot of people who have come from public housing who are doing amazing things. And if you're not hip to the Urban Web Series, guys, please come and stand behind the panel here too because you've supported us. You helped get the word out. These are the members of Project Heat from the Pink Houses, from the Pink Houses in Brooklyn. Thank you guys. And uh, they came out to support. They came from Pink Houses here to support their example of when they don't give you what you need to do what you want to do, you go ahead and do it anyway, which is kind of the hip hop spirit as you just make it happen some kind of way. So they didn't ask to uh, have any kind of shine, but I wanted them to come up and be, be here with the panel and have you all see them because they have supported us. They help get the word out on social media and through their extensive networks of hundreds of thousands of viewers. Uh, for their series, and uh, big things and great things continue to happen to them. But there's many, many people, too, that have come out of public housing. As you know, I'm just saying this for our general audience, too, who's not familiar with it, who have gone on to tremendous achievement, who've been supporters of Street Soldiers, as well, like Londell McMillan, the publisher of The Source magazine, one of the top entertainment attorneys in the world. Uh, Many other people, our own Patricia Robinson from Farragut Houses, our director of operations, who helped us here tonight and uh, to everybody that has everybody that has helped us we want to say a special thank you to Bronx works to for letting us use this incredible facility and being so wonderful to us we want to thank the uh, 42nd precinct also for helping us with police officers and being very cool so we're not getting ticketed while we're are <laughs> pulling up here and um, I want to thank everybody who, who came out tonight and who's helped us spread the word. And I especially want to thank the many tenant leaders, resident leaders, and also residents who have opened their doors of their apartments just on a moment's notice, because like, yeah, Lisa, I want you to see what we're going through. It moved me a lot. So I want to give it up for our panel, Ja Rule. Remember, we're marching. We're ready to go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Ja Rule, thank you so much, baby. Gian- Giancarlo Fernandez, thank you so much. Thank you. Also Richie Torres, can't wait for that investigation. Dr. Elisa English, thank you so much. And also Project Heat, support them, making big moves, new platforms. Thank you guys so, so much. I really, I really appreciate it. And to my whole Hot 97 crew, my Fox 5 crew, Team Lisa, everybody that has helped us I worked tirelessly to put this together so fast because we wanted to keep the pressure on to get the heat back on i want to thank you all so much for the many many hours of work that went into it answering my text messages at all hours of the day and night seven days a week and uh, we're going to keep the pressure on to keep the heat on but most of all keep the pressure on to get the respect that you all deserve because this is this is new york like Ja Rule said it's 2018 this is america this is about human rights so Um, I'm Lisa Evers, I wanna thank you very much for being part of this town hall. Remember, use your mind, it's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.